Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Jock Time AFL podcast for round 10, 2022. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who's called for a full review of one of Australia's most well-known teams. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Uh, yeah, g'day, Michael. Um, and I guess, you know, we've probably been talking about this side for a few weeks now. We could see that the writing was on the wall. And then Saturday night, they absolutely, once again, on the big stage, failed to deliver and... It's getting embarrassing. Like, it's an embarrassing thing, I think. We're calling for a rebuild. And I say that the Liberal Party needs a full review from what was the top man all the way down to the R.M. Williams wearing boots (laughs) to the shoe shiner. All the way down to the shoe shiner. (laughs) The writing's on the wall. They've got to start again. And I'm saying... Full review, you get in Pav, you get in Jason Dunstall, mm-hmm. you get in uh, Jeff Walsh, you're asking the hard questions yep. and you look at the club and you go, all right, what are we doing? Are we getting in some new recruits? Are we starting again? Are we pulling some people out of, are we going back to the, you know, uh, the private schools and getting young fuckwits out of there? What are we doing? How are we going about it? Because you have to think about it, don't you? They've been up for a long time, so it was bound they to have. happen, wasn't it? I mean, you, they've yep. been up for a good, you know, seven, eight, nine years now. So they, they really... Know, uh, when they last won, everyone was like, oh, you know, this team's just... They keep pulling them out of nowhere. How do they do it, you know? Everyone they thought through. they were going to lose the last one. They win it. They come back this year. And you could see that it was coming. The cracks were appearing, and they just, they just couldn't see the issues within, and that's why... You need someone to go in there and say, hey, everybody, hey, fellas, hey, one lady that's here. You all guys, you need to start again. I was thinking that maybe last time mm. when they won it, maybe it kind of covered up the cracks a little bit. And so they got a little bit confident did. thinking, you yeah. know, we've got a solid captain. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, he, he plays a different kind of game. <laughs> plays a different <laughs> style. Yeah. Yep. He's unconventional. That, yeah. It's very rare that the coach of the team gaslights the whole rest of us. He uh, does make a, base, but that's he, what does he does make a lot of headlines, yeah. And I'm sure mm. you don't want to see, you know, that the team just got tired of seeing themselves on the front page of the paper every day. Yeah, that's true. And then they come, and then uh, I, I, f- I feel like on Saturday, like the thing is, okay, yeah. the the captain stepped down. Um, you're still going to play. You're still going to play for the team, obviously. But you know, I don't know if he's going to be playing every game. No, he's he's going to be in the reserves for quite a bit of the next couple of years. I would have thought. And then they had. They'd lost a couple of future leaders, I think. There was a particular guy in Kuyong who um, mm. uh, people were touting him as a future captain of the team. Absolutely. Uh, which has now opened and up now, a gap. In, now, he's not even in the team. Like, he well, can't even make thing. it back. He can't even fight himself back to form. He's just well, fucking cooked. What a downfall. Go from future captain to not even playing anymore. <laughs> I mean, this kind of stuff. Could you uh, imagine that, though? If, if To put it in a football analogy that you were basically being touted as the future captain and leader of the yeah. club. Yeah. And then the next day, it's like he's done it's like he's done a double ACL 
on yep. the same day. Yeah. And they've the doctors have said, mate, you'll never walk again. Yeah. <laughs> but and it's like, thing. can't I go to can't I go to Germany to get blood injections? They're like, mate, it's not even going to help you. Um. So they're obviously up for a big rebuild. Look, Adam, I've been saying this for a long time. They need to go back to the pre-selection. Okay. They need yeah. to get proper recruits out there picking proper people who can play the game properly from all around the country too. Okay. You can't just have you can't like you said before. Can't just be. Scouting the private schools, just no, walking no, up no. to people going, you know, what investment bank does your dad work for? You need yeah. to get in there properly mm. to get the proper candidates to play this game. Because they don't muck around in Canberra. They don't muck around in Canberra, Adam. They do you not. See, they do you not. see what they do? I mean, you, you can go away for a few uh, home games when you go around campaigning in, you know, New South Wales, you know, Queensland, yeah. Tasmania. But when you get when you get onto the Canberra, the Canberra field, it's a, it's a different game, Adam. It is. You know what they kind of. You know what would really help the Liberals as they go forward. Have they considered accessing Paul Ruse one day a week via Zoom? Now he's turned around. I mean, look what he did. You know, the Swans. Obviously, he brought them their first big win after a long uh, yep. time in the wilderness. He basically started Melbourne's rebuild. This man knows sort of hard work. He likes to be there and let other people do the hard yards for him. I think he can do it for the Libs. I think that would work quite well. And also the yeah. idea of like um, when they have question time or, you know, debating a bill in a house, that it's just like an iPad of Paul Ruse on a chair. <laughs> <laughs> Getting the and then also, done. every time you ask the question of Paul Ruse, because he is a former footballer, you have to begin yep. it with question without notice. <laughs> <laughs> question, to- question time without notice. How fucking good is that? But obviously, I mean, obviously over the last little while, like we've seen the writing on the wall, mm. they have alienated the female fans, obviously, in a great deal. They're, you know, the attendances uh, have not been what they want. And then also, some of the prices at the games, like I bought a sausage on the weekend. Oh, yeah. Seven bucks, mate. Like that kind of stuff has to be stamped out. The government yeah, needs you can't that. handle that. Yeah, the inflation's gone, it's gone through the roof. People can't handle it anymore. Did you, um, did you watch it on the Saturday night? Uh, I was doing a gig, so I started watching a little bit of coverage. I was flipping between that and the Dreamtime game at the MCG, the Essendon Richmond one. And so I was kind of going back and forth. And early doors, I didn't know which coverage I wanted to watch, so I sort of checked them all out. And the ABC's one, they kind of, because they were altering, they weren't just saying, oh, ALP, the Labor Party had won um, this many. Uh, You know, they, they weren't just putting up numbers when they'd won they were saying this is what they're projected to win and then that would change as the count came in so when uh-huh. i first turned it on it looked like the libs were leading by heaps and i was oh, just okay. like yeah well this is fucked I, I can't go through this shit again i don't want to do that and then i kind of flicked around and um uh, i thought you're saying Bishop that because was, you're a one nation supporter yeah absolutely i just didn't know how we were going you know <laughs> i wanted to know how my pauline was going to go in the senate um, yeah, I did flick around a bit, and I thought that uh, I thought that Julie Bishop was uh, best on ground with the special comments. I thought she was quite sharp and really funny on Channel. She 9. was Channel Nine, am I right? Yes, that's right. I flicked around a little bit just for kind of the work I'm doing at the minute. We had to, we divvied up the station, so I watched um, Sky News. I put my hand up to take a bullet for that. Oh, how was that? Well, I actually thought it'd be in a way, like, interesting in terms of, like, you know, they'd be teeing off, they'd get angry, all those coverages. You know, sometimes when they – the coverage, they start out really happy and then the results yep. come in and they, there's a tipping yep. point where they become – like, they no longer want to talk and they're just like, <laughs> fucking, you do the throw to break. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. 
But actually, and I might be putting words into their own heads, but I've got the feeling that maybe they knew the writing was on the wall and so they were already sad going into it. And so they had eight people on a panel. They had Rucho and Peter Credlin were the two people I recognised because I'm not obviously a big um, Sky News um, uh, watcher. Um, But uh, they didn't seem to really want to talk a great deal. And then also when they announced winners, uh, understandably it was very low-key, but they kind of like would put up a graphic or lights of labour wins with this kind of not even not triumphant music like just kind of yeah strings you know what uh, i guess, I guess definitely wasn't the kind if of crazies that you normally expect like yeah. I, I i i barely kind of found anything kind of humorous or interesting about it <laughs> i guess it's a hard thing though if, if it's a six it's a, it's a what a six five hour broadcast and three hours in or two and a half hours in you know that it's going not the way you want it that's a pretty fuck thing to keep broadcasting like if you if you, you you know like remember that time they did that press red for red and they had Eddie Maguire and Strawny and Dakes and Tony Shaw commentating a Collingwood game and they were playing Melbourne and it was really obvious early on because they thought it was a gimme and Melbourne came out and shocked them mm. and it was one of those things where you go they don't want to be there but they're just there because they're contractually obliged now oh dude I remember one years ago and I actually really reckon they should keep doing that press red for Ed and, and also do other teams as well. I mean, well, you can get that kind of coverage in the States. If you follow a team, you get that team's coverage. Well, they did a KB one for one of the Richmond games, but they yeah. there was one particular game, and it was part of the theatrics, but the Collingwood were clearly going to lose, you know, from about you know early in the last yeah, and ended up losing. And then they all just went, oh, well, that's it. We're out of here. And they just kind of yeah. packed up their gear and left. Like, they were actually literally out of there within like 30 seconds of the final siren. Yeah, like a supporter. And it was great to see. It was really great to see. But I think we're kind of burying the lead here because Carlton are currently eight and two and ensconced in the top four. So I didn't give really that much of a flying fuck what did go down on Saturday night because I'm a happy man at the moment, Michael. So so I'm hearing, uh, so Carlton the third, a game clear, that after the oh, end of the... Oh, a game se- clear. Sheesh. I, I am loving this new use of the language on the podcast, Adam. Well, no, I've, I've, heard this, I've, I've heard this from other people and that's what I was going to ask you. So at the end of the season, after round 23, do we get to keep playing football after that or does everyone go on their respective um, end-of-season trips? What happens there? I'm not... Well, Adam, when, when a football club love each other very much... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ...they then often play other football clubs in September. Uh-huh. And then at the very end, if they love each other enough... They get a big shiny cup to put on a shelf. Is that right? Yeah, man. It's a new world for you, dude. It is. It really is. It really is an honestly a new world. I was um uh, I had a gig on Friday night and then went out for beers after that. Now Carlton kicked nine goals in the second quarter. This is what Carlton do. They get the lead and then we let other teams whittle it away just to fucking ruin our, our supporters' lives. Yeah, dude, I was really hoping, I must say. I mean, I'm <laughs> not not in a bad way. Like, I do wish your no. team every success. But also, like, your failures yeah. are my successes. And yes. also, it's, it's better for me to be able to kind of, you know... Look, I'm, what I'm putting this way, I'm happy when you're in a bad mood. <laughs> about your and I know, I know that, I know that. And John Ralph wrote an article today, and it said the eight reasons why people would happily have Carlton as their second team. And I just read through it, and I love, you know, reading about the Blues, but I just go, no one is putting Carlton as their second team. People hate us. Uh, Hate? I don't know. I don't think it's hate nowadays by the fact 
you know, you well, it's not, been so pathetic for so long, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, go back to like that eighties kind of period when you know you're buying um, players, and then also that you know everyone's um, doing that, and nineties when you cheated and everyone cheated then two thousands and you cheated again and well, everyone stopped cheating then. <laughs> so I think it's not hate, but I think it'll only take two years of you being in the top four <laughs> before we hate you. But even if you yep. think about it with Richmond, like in you know. 2017, yeah. everyone's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and then come 2019, everyone's like, well, fuck, I've had this shit. Fucking <laughs> fuck off, Richmond. You know what's going to be interesting is for me to find out people who barrack for Carlton that I didn't know about, right? Because if I know that you barrack for Carlton over the last 20 years, that says to me that you're a fucking diehard. But if I get all these people coming out of the fucking woodwork, going, oh, the blues, and I'm like, were you there? In 2015, when we hadn't kicked a goal against Frio at Marvel at halftime, and they came out and did an activation that said, "Oh, come outside and get your membership." And I was like, <laughs> "No one's buying a fucking membership, you idiots!" If you were there then, then you're right there beside me. But I don't believe you were. I uh, I remember during Hawthorne's glory times, recent times. I mean, I, mean, I have to. I should clarify those times of my lifetime. So I'm talking about the ones in the in the 2010s. Um, just by the fact that you might meet someone, you're making small talk, whatever, like, you know, it's no big yep. deal. You don't know this person. And you go, oh, who do you barrack for? You go, Hawthorne. They go, yeah, I fucking hate Hawthorne. And you go, <laughs> you know, you didn't need to add that bit, like, because no, we don't you know do. each other. <laughs> no, you do, you do. Because y- you get used to what Hawthorne supporters are like, and you were, rightly so, don't get me wrong. Admittedly, I was I was at a meeting for work, and I was wearing face paint. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was, I had a TV screen with me, and I was playing highlights of the 2014 <laughs> grand final in yeah. the middle of a meeting. But come on, guys, like you know. Yeah. Everyone relax. So, um, second teams. I find that. What are some of the reasons why we should be Carlton should be our second team? Uh, they were just talking about like the fun style that they play in. How Patrick Cripps is back to being you know one of the best players in the comp. Charlie Kerno's fun to watch. The paper you know, bag money. Does anyone begrudge Michael Voss having a good uh, second chance at it? You know, we're Zach just a feel-good team, Michael. <laughs> we're just um, a feel-good team. You you don't you don't have affinity for a second team, do? You? No, I don't. I don't think I do. But you know when, you know when two teams say that get in the grand final. Yeah, and it's not until you you're like, I don't really care about either of these sides. But once the ball was bounced, and you're like, oh no, fuck them. I know who I'm going for. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I've definitely done that um, for grand finals. But yeah, like I, I think for 2019, I think everyone was on board GWS. That that was just going to be a really fun thing. They got to the their first ever grand final, and everyone was on board. And I, I reckon, too, your second team is probably who, like, there might be that rogue family member who doesn't support what yeah, everyone goes a, for. Probably a team that you hear about a bit, so you kind of know the players a bit more. I think maybe that might be the idea. You haven't said that. I'll make it absolutely clear to the junk timers out there. If you've got a second team, stop fucking listening to the podcast right now because you're <laughs> an absolute disgrace. Now, I get it if your team merged or went to another. Well, actually, Sydney still went. From South Melbourne, Sydney, there's still a team, you know. Still the Swans. And also, if you kind of, I feel like if you maybe, maybe a new team came in, so maybe you were an Adelaide yep. fan and then Port came in, but then I figure like if you're a Port fan, you would have crossed over to Port anyway, but maybe you didn't want to start again. But having said that, if you did fucking not just pick one, fuck you. Fucking press stop on the podcast right now. You're an absolute disgrace. Well, well, we're not costing us viewers. No, he's joking. 
junk timers. We love everyone, even if you're a weirdo with a second team. But I remember, I mean, every grandfather and I do pick a team that I want to win, you know, not not, a, not too fussed about it. But I usually go for the good story, like whether it's a team that hasn't won it for a long time or, yeah. you know, there's a bunch of good players or... Um, that I remember, I think I was 2018, I was a bit apathetic going into that one, Collingwood Eagles, and then I, I'm a bit like you, like, I was thinking, oh, it'd be nice, you know, like, Nathan Buckley gets one, you know, like, oh, oh no, be, you I know, good that. fun, and then, and then, fucking, when the ball was bounced, like, I want the Eagles <laughs> to fucking <laughs> smash this. I need this to happen. Same as, like, Richmond, Geelong in 2020, you know, oh, that was, was fucking so tough, man. That was a safest yeah. choice for me. Yeah, so I was, that like, was so indifferent to either side. You hate Geelong. Geelong winning one, I was like, fuck. But then I was like, ah, you know, Richmond again, you know. So, yeah, that was yeah. very tough for me. So. Because I like to send to every grand final about me as well. Yeah, well, you know, you are usually there. So it almost is always about you. But then the contrast of last year as well by the fact that it was dogs. It was Dees. Yeah, the dogs have won one, but they'd only won one in close to 70 years. Yes. And then you had the D's that hadn't won it forever. And, you know, like you felt a bit bad picking the D's by the fact that you go like, ah, like you know, the dogs, you know, they need a bit of love as well. Yeah, two in two in five years would have been nice for the doggies. No, one, no mm. one would have begrudged the doggies that I don't think. But then when Melbourne won, but then when Melbourne kicked like you know that fourteen of fifteen or whatever the fuck it was, I'm sure Melbourne supporters will let us know. You were just like, all right, fucking stop showing off, like make it competitive. <laughs> you know, there's no need to be like that about it. Now, obviously, you didn't get to the uh, uh, dream time at the uh, G on Saturday night. I, I didn't go. I had a gig. But um, I thought they did a really good job of it beforehand. You know, when they turned the stadium to darkness and the, there were some Richmond players in the middle doing the war dance as well and they all got in a circle around them. I thought they looked fucking fantastic, didn't it? I thought it was really cool, actually. It's got to be pretty big on the, um, the AFL calendar nowadays when you think about those marquee days like Anzac Day, um, uh, dream time. If Queen's birthday was like now with Neil Danaher and then also if there was like a prolonged success of both teams, like you can see that packing out every year. Yeah. Um, What other marquee days be? Um, No, that'd be about it, I reckon. It's just sort of the three. No, I mean, Hawthorne played Sydney on Anzac Day, so in Tasmania. So I reckon that's probably number four on the list now. (laughs) The big ones, yeah. But um, apparently Saturday night's game, aside from, you know, Richmond getting the job done, Essendon came out, showed a little bit of little bit of fight. They got you know, they, were, they weren't being pushed around. But yep. it turns out their fans weren't being pushed around either. Um, there was there were a couple of articles. There's a bit of fucking bit of trouble at the MCG on Saturday night and the cops the cops blamed it on preloading. So they said that everyone got a little bit charged up in the Arvo and then headed to the game and caused caused a bit of trouble. So why is that happening at that game in particular, but not happening at other big Saturday night games all around the country? Yeah, that, uh, that's what I was really genuinely surprised by, whether it just was a perfect storm of like being an election kind of thing and people were just, you know, um, out and about and partying or whatever. But the cop said because there was a person uh, done, someone uh, bit a cop, someone hit a cop, um, someone got pepper sprayed. <laughs> the oh, two wow. people ran onto the ground at quarter time. That's really weird. Like... I mean, the election's not like it's a public holiday or something. Like, yeah, maybe people yeah. might gather, but you wouldn't start gathering until the um, the votes were beginning to be counted. And then no, also, I, yeah, it's a weird on one. Top, and then, no, go on. Oh, and then there was uh, one incident which was not not a very nice incident at all, where uh, one young fella was hit with a didgeridoo. 
But I want to just say that I think we have come a long way in this country that we are including Indigenous instruments as weapons. And I just think, like 20 years ago, no one's getting hit with a didgeridoo. And I just think, good on everyone out there for accepting that as a part of, you know, it's just acceptance and I like that, Michael. As we walk this tight line, <laughs> I, uh, I would imagine by that time, Albo has been um, declared the winner. So, Australia, yep. we can joyfully welcome everyone into Anthony Albanese's Australia. <laughs> where, where people, yep. his, his arms are that far wide open. <laughs> people yeah. are getting attacked with didgeridoos. With didgeridoos, yeah. People are feeling under Albo's regime that they can bite cops on the faces. That's what we're faced with for three more years. Now, I find it interesting, say about 50 people got kicked out. Now, I can... Mm. Okay, I'm, I'm leaving myself wide open right here. I, was going, I don't remember many people being kicked out of the, of the footy. Now, okay, so but usually you can kind of tell that like, there's a crowd, there's commotion, there's you know a blue or something. What do you have to do to get kicked out without being? What are the rules? Like physical, obviously. Yeah, abusive. I think abuse. I think if you kind of you know drop sexist or racist, yeah, fucking oath, you get out. Yeah, sure, but. How many people are those going along anymore? Like, or are yeah, not getting uh, shut down really quick? The other thing I don't understand is it, normally that kind of argy bargy will happen during a really tense match. So people will be, you know, on edge, bad free kick. They're yelling at other fans and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. this this wasn't a particularly close game after halftime. Richmond kind of ran away with it. But I guess some people just, you know, they love having a bit too much. Remember a few years ago when Nathan Jones's dad was attacked. I think it was a um, Queen's birthday. Um. Queen's birthday game, but the supporters, the Collingwood supporters that uh, roughed him up, they were on pills. And oh, I was just God. Like, who takes ecstasy at the footy? Like, the footy's pretty good. I enjoy it. I don't, I've never thought, how can I get higher than my team winning on the final siren? I mean, I'm also on a little bit like the preloading before you go to a game. Like, I've just never been a drinker at a game. Like, I want to watch the actual game, and I... I think I imagine I'd prefer to be able to concentrate on the game than think about my buzz. Now, I understand, like, the drinks are, like, you know, $55,000. Yeah. But it's like, I'd, I've just never been one to kind of go go to drink or be drunk at the football. Well, you've never been with me then, have you? <laughs> <laughs> I go but to drink. Like I Yeah, but you were drinking to forget during those years. Yeah, like yeah, I absolutely. Imagine, yeah. I imagine yeah. now in the future, it would be very sober rosy if you go to the football. Now, after the absolutely. game, it might be a bit yeah. differently, but you want to concentrate on the game. Yeah, and I, I don't think I've ever rocked up, you know. Um, I've never done the pre-drinking to go to the footy. I might have a beer or two at a pub with someone, but never like got loaded up to go, yeah, so it's cheaper. Once I'm in there, I only need a couple to keep me topped up. I'm actually a little bit worried about Marvel Stadium now. Actually, now you're talking about how, you know, Carlton's going well. You're not going to be drinking to forget. I'm a little bit worried they're going to fall short on cash this year <laughs> <laughs> when you go to the Carlton home games. Yeah, well. Are you as angry as me? I'd say so. Hmm. I'm pretty angry right now just by the fact the news we got during the week that the mm. AFLW, uh, they announced the return date. Uh, for the 2022 season, and I'm not happy, Adam. Well, I'm not I happy. mean, they were sitting on it for quite some time, and obviously mm. they were weighing up the ramifications of putting it on the date that they said they were going to start it. And mm. you just kind of go, if you want to pick a fight, AFL and mm. AFLW, you mm. fucking go right ahead because you've started it. 
Come at me, bro. Come at me, yeah. bro. <laughs> uh, so the AFLW is kick, kicking off um, when the Junk Time AFL bi-week live show mm. is going to be up and about. And you know, you know they did that on purpose. You know. There, oh, there is absolutely. no other reason why the AFL would be starting the AFLW season on those that weekend. Like they know. And all I say all I say to Gil is enjoy not getting two hundred more people to the AFLW because <laughs> they're gonna be they're gonna be sitting in a room with us laughing at a really pathetic story that Michael's telling about his childhood. Well, guys, I hope you weren't expecting Ricky Nixon to show (laughs) up to North Melbourne versus St Kilda, okay? Because that little guy is booked that Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he won't be doing your pregame. But it's actually a twofer, actually, with Ricky, because we'll have him on the show, obviously, because he's a respected person we need to talk to him. And then on top of that... Um, uh, free booster shots. So that's a little add-on. Free booster shots, and as a part with your ticket, you get a grand final ball. From you get a grand final, grand final ball. Final. Yep, yeah. signed by every every Melbourne yep. player, and not Ricky yep. by his um, opposite hand. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, signed by Max Gorn, uh, Gorn G O R N E, and Craig Petrarca, yep. uh, <laughs> who wears the number one hundred and twelve. Yes. Um, but yeah, so they've announced the uh, opening of the um, AFLW season, and um, they're clearly treading on our turf. But I think also aren't, aren't shows also trying to tread on our turf for the two guys one cup grand final show that we do as well the day after the grand final. I feel like either people are trying to tread on our turf, mm. or we've not picked good dates to maximise crowds. <laughs> no, I think that the post grand final show that is like the, again. 200 less people. You're going to be getting to whatever event you've got on. It's always a sellout. It's going to be great. We can announce it now. Tickets available at Try Booking. Uh, I just made that up. They're not. We haven't even thought about it. No, we haven't, um, no. (laughs) Your face. No, we definitely haven't. (laughs) But you know what you can get tickets for, Michael? You want a a fucking good show. Forget about us up against the AFLW. A little, two, two of probably the greatest entertainers that I reckon football has ever known, Jordan DeGoey, and Braden Maynard oh, are doing a live show at the Manhattan Hotel in Ringwood on Wednesday the 1st of June. Now, they talk about it being a bit of a no-holds-barred kind of show. Oh, you are, mate, uncensored. It is going to be on. And I can absolutely guarantee there'll be no one from the club standing at the uh, <laughs> the mixing yeah. desk of the Soundy just getting ready to pull down the, the volume on the microphones when anything gets a bit close to the edge. Absolutely. So they've put out a poster, and on the poster, Jordan and Braden are both wearing Collingwood jumpers, but they're Collingwood jumpers that look like they've been airbrushed on because they don't have any sponsorship logos. So it's almost like they've kind of said to the club, hey, we're going to go rogue, but we're not going to take down any of our fantastic sponsors while we're doing it. Well, that actually tricked me because I did what I did see the poster. And to me, without the sponsors, I was completely lost. I was like, right. oh, Didn't it's know just a couple were. of guys in a black and yeah. white striped um, top, you know. One of them looks like, jo- um, you know, Dugowie. Yeah. Like, I think they're calling the players, but I'm not entirely sure because without yeah. the sponsors, I'm a little bit flying blind. Yeah. 49 bucks. 49 bucks to go see these boys chat. Should we have What do you reckon you're going to get? How long do you reckon it's going to go for? Uh I but for $49, I want like a, a full two-hour show, probably with maybe a comedian thrown in if it's just the footballs. Like what 
Are those two going to... I mean, I guess... Okay. Jordan can give us two hours worth of stories, but can he give us two hours worth of the stories that we want to hear? Um, I figure 49. Like, I want a meal for that. Uh, and then I do want a compare of some type to keep it on track. So if it's like uh, an evening with Jordan Goey, mm. uh, you know, hosted by Braden Maynard, then I'm going to say no. But if it had like... If it had like a mediator or someone you know with who can actually ask questions and stuff like that, and not to be like, what? not to just be like, right. hey Jordy, like, uh, you know, when you kicked the goal, what was that like? Good question. <laughs> question without good notice. Question. Question without notice. That's a good question. What about? Okay, hear me out. Eddie Maguire is the MC. Yeah, and Eddie he can ask <laughs> he can ask the tough questions, and you know, oh, he's going to grill these two about <laughs> everything they've done in their in their. Uh, you know, in their, in their private lives. You're going to get Jordy, the best of both of them. We had a private agreement before the show. No, nothing off the table, except 99.9% yep. <laughs> .9 off the table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except everything. <laughs> Jordy, okay, I'll start off first. What's your favourite colour? Oh, Eddie, you can't go there. Yeah, that's tough. What about if we sent a junk timer to go to the show and review it for us? Yeah, I can handle that. Junk time is out there. If you want to get a ticket to the Geordie and Maynard show and then give us a uh, written review. Um, and and we'll, we'll pay for your ticket. We'll I'm pay for your pay ticket. For, for one lucky junk timer to go along. If you live, say you live out in Ringwood and you want to go there, we would love for someone to go along and let us know what it was like and review it. Now, I've got to ask the question, Adam, how do we how do we make this sure it's real by the fact, okay, we can, we can say to people, hit us up at junktimealphapod at gmail.com. Oh, yes, yes, right. And then... We give them forty nine dollars, and then they write a review. Know, we bought a hundred. We bought a hundred tickets. This is unbelievable. <laughs> or it could be pay for the ticket, and there probably yeah. might be a service charge. And don't try and stiff us. We want the receipt, yeah. Yeah. and then we'll reimburse you for yes. the ticket. Okay. Once you've got photographic proof of you next to Jordan Goey and Braden Maidnard with that day's Herald Sun, we want proof of life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So junk time is out there. If you do want ticket to go to the show you got to buy it yep then you got to go to the show and then you got to yep. write a review for it and yes. how, how long should the review be like uh i don't know how what, how, how long are words like 500 yeah, words like or a, no, 500 dot points words. yeah 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 just so, just something that gives us a fair gist of what went down almost like a review of something that you might see in the in the paper yeah sure 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 actually that you know actually be fascinating and you um, know what I'll be. I'll, I'm just checking the. Um, I'm just checking the AFL uh, fixture just to see what is going on that week, and I have a feeling that I will be doing uh, front bar that week, I believe. So, what I'm thinking is that you go by yourself, oh. and because you know you, you take it to the people out in Ringwood, you 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 you're a man of the people. You go out there. And is that you how you pronounce it? Ring, ring, wood, <laughs> ring, wood. Yeah, it's out. It's a little bit further east than what you're used to. Wednesday night, okay, June first. Yep. I can check my diary. I, I do have a day off on Wednesday. Um, it's next week, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can. I'm well fucking aware what you put me in for right now. <laughs> 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 well, maybe, maybe, okay. But if there is someone who 
<laughs> for them, it's far more convenient. <laughs> yes, yes. If we someone's out in Ringwood who's a Collingwood fan who wants to go, hit us up. Uh, we are Junk Time AFL Pod at all our um, uh, socials and email at, uh, at gmail.com. Hit us up. We would love to send one someone along because I am genuinely fascinated as to what this is going to be like. You know what, actually? It reminds me, actually, Adam, when I was a little kid, when I was about 12 or so, oh. they could have been champions on their Sunday night show. They used to have a thing called the um, Cub Reporter. Mm-hmm. So it could have been champions for people who may not be aware that long staple, um, uh, particularly in Victoria, and uh, went from uh, ABC to 3AW, back to ABC, now on another station right now, Magic, I believe. Um, but then also had a national Sunday night show that, you know, would be a bit different. They uh, would talk about football on the Saturday, talk about yep. all things on a Sunday. Life, yep. And they had a segment called The Cub Reporter, and I went in there when I was about 12 put my hand up for it, where people will report on events. And I can't remember entirely if it was sporting events or other kind of events. I imagine sporting events. But it was a thing they did for a while, and I used to listen to the show. And so I went in there one night. I might have a tape of it somewhere. That would be amazing. Do you remember what uh, you reviewed? Uh, you're going to love this. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. What did you review? <laughs> WrestleMania 6. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> fucking... No, no, no. You know what? That's okay because you were 12 then. Yeah, now, yeah. Now, oh, we're up you to like still or something you would st- now. Yeah, yeah oh, exactly. Mate. And you would still be just as excited. They, um, but they loved. Uh, they found it very funny because it was like you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I knew it was a joke, but also like yes, you, you yeah. had to report on the things, and so it's like you know, so and so lost to so and so when they got hit in the head with a megaphone, <laughs> and they were just like, <laughs> <laughs> without saying that, um, because they, yeah, they all knew the people as well. Um, but uh, yeah, wow. I actually, I wonder. I'll look around. I might have a tape of that uh, that I'm never going to fucking play on the podcast ever. Well, also, um, would you have if you did have the tape? Um, do you know anyone who has a tape player? I don't think I would know where to access that kind of. Um, That's actually a really good question. Yeah, yeah. Actually, wouldn't it even be as simple as just like you know trying to transfer it to a computer? It'd be like find someone who actually can do that. Or else huh. you'd have to be like get in your grandparents' car and put it in the tape deck in the middle. Because, you know, if, if you've got parents, if, you know, grandparents who've got cars from the still early 90s, they might be running a cassette deck that they've never used. You really would. You really would. Hey, uh, should we do some footballers in real life? Hit me, man. Hit me. Uh, from uh, Duncan. Uh, I'll listen. Oh, here we go, actually. So last week we were talking about. Medi- medical marijuana. Yep. And we were a bit confused by it because you obviously on the medicinal meth. Meth, yes. Yeah. And so I take that differently to how they might take the medicinal marijuana. Yeah, for sure. Like I think it's actually interesting. You're t- talking to me afterwards and like the medicinal marijuana, like it's, you know, you go to your GP and stuff like that. I didn't realise mm. with medicinal meth that you actually meet a bloke called Shades in the car park. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, no, I get yeah. that from a, uh, a dispensary called a compound. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, sure. He's got patches on his jacket. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure they're just saying the degrees. Like, I, I imagine Comancheros is like a university in Boston, right? Yeah, yeah. A sergeant yeah. at arms is, sounds quite high. <laughs> From Duncan, I listened with interest and amusement this week as you discussed Dimmer's recent coming out regarding his use of medicinal mar- uh, cannabis. I relocated to regional Victoria. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Uh, regional Victoria 18 months ago, in brackets. Yes, I'm doing very well. And have been working for a pharmaceutical business that manufactures... Oh, big pharma. 
Oh, you low dog, Duncan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Pharmaceutical business that manufactures the very products you are discussing. Oh, shit. Oh, here we go. Duncan, dream job. I manage the quality control team. Oh, how do you do that, Duncan? <laughs> hey, a little, yeah, a drop, yeah, drop uh, on the tongue. Yeah. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, what time do you finish? 4.20. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and our business produces formulated oils that contain the magic fairy dust that many thousands of patients use every day. Dima obviously uses this for chronic back pain, uh, but use varies depending on the ratio of different Cannab- cannabinoids yep. and is prescribed to treat many and varied conditions. Well, there you go. Our product is, as you eventually deduce, taken orally, uh, but it can also be prescribed in its flower form, predominantly in the European market, and this is obviously inhaled via the old jazz cigarettes. Mm. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's incredible. I didn't realise that we had a burgeoning industry in uh, Victoria. I am... Uh, oh, now that we have hippies in Parliament House, like, True. I, I'm going to presume, like, legalised cannabis isn't far away. Like, I know it hasn't really been on the agenda in terms of, like, none of them have really wanted to commit entirely, but, like, it's it's going to be... It's criminalised in parts of Australia, isn't it? Which I never understood. If that's not legal, but you could grow enough for your personal use. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty much like they have gone soft on it in terms of like, they're like, ah, you can have that much. I think yeah, they're more worried yeah. about people who are selling it, you know, and just being like, yep. and they're not worried about the people who are selling, you know. A couple of grams. A little bit, yeah. But they're yeah, more yeah. concerned about people like with 50 kilos in a garage and going, oh, what are you doing that? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, they're more worried about people who are tapping into their neighbours' electricity supply for the hydroponics in the roof. A little bit, yeah. I think they're more concerned about the people who maybe, I don't know, just maybe want to chuck a little bunch in a little boogie board and just kind of hustle their way to the airport and then head off to work. Yeah, exactly. From Luke, after last week's revelation that footballers from 2012 were acceptable to submit, I wanted to throw my own in. I'm an American. Uh, and I've grown up a massive footy fan thanks to my Australian dad. In November 2012 or 2013, which is it? Come on, Luke. Uh, I was on campus as a university student, uh, specifically the University of Colorado. I was walking through the student centre when I spotted some surprisingly familiar logos in the dining hall. It was none other than several Essendon Bombers, uh, Brennan Goddard, Dyson Heppel, Zacharakis, among others. Uh, they were excited to meet an American footy fan, but their excitement cooled pretty quickly when I found that they found out I was a Carlton fan, thanks to the old man. Well, they go. were in Colorado at the time to do some high-altitude training before their pre-season camp started properly. Fuck. Um, you got to do the camp, and then you got to do pre-season. <laughs> yeah. uh, the team made the trip to Colorado several times in subsequent years, and that was the only time I actually spotted players on my campus. I know that they used the athletics facilities on campus as well as hiking in the Rocky Mountains. So if that was if that timing is right, 2013 was the year that they were kicked out of the finals. So that's when it all kind of came down. So that was, would have really been around point, the time yeah. they would have looked. They probably probably got to the top of the Rocky Mountains in maybe three or four minutes flat, just jogging up there with a little bit of a Stephen Dank juice flowing through the veins. They're there going kind of like, geez, I thought this trip would be really hard but i'm fine <laughs> yeah, i'm going really well uh university of colorado uh founded in 1878 
and uh, their major sports teams are Cougars. There's got to be a Cougars. I'm guessing there's a Cougars or uh, Mountain Lions or Pumas. I'm looking here, Buffaloes. The Buffalo. That's disappointing. Buffaloes. The they're in the Pac-12. Pacific 12. Yeah, So that's okay. the teams other, with other unis like Oregon and probably w- Stanford and UCLA and stuff like that. Gotcha. Uh, from Jack, I have a footballers in real life from 2018 that you might find amusing. Uh, I was out in Melbourne with a mate who took me to a swanky night spot. No idea what it was called. To celebrate him getting some corporate standing job. Despite the position only having a salary of 60000 we were acting like we were doing very well for ourselves. <laughs> and with my mate handing out his new business cards to women. While I was waiting to order our next round, I saw a group of blokes wearing suits with matching golden brown ties. This could be anyone. Uh, one <laughs> ranger in particular stood out to me as he looked like James Sicily. I approached the male and asked, Has anyone ever told you you look like that Hawthorne player? The male quickly replied, I'm fucking not him. In a tone which implied, if I asked a follow-up question, the response would be a swift jumper punch. Uh, <laughs> but also confirmed that it was definitely Sicily. <laughs> I then noticed a less formal member of the group that had ditched his tie and suit jacket, who turned out to be recent Brownlow medalist and Sydney's <laughs> sixth-best midfielder, Tom Mitchell. Fresh off a drumming by the Mighty Demons, we walked uh, into the after party for the Hawthorne BNF. Uh, I realised my night was over when I saw Jager O'Meara uh, reasoning that I couldn't compete with that and was unlikely to pull. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, you got to face facts. <laughs> uh, while waiting for my Uber, I saw Luke Bruce and some bearded gentleman on the street, so I asked for a photo. They agreed on the condition that I didn't send it to the papers. Okay, come on, Luke and bearded gentleman, you know, really, not, you know. Uh, the unknown bearded male was apparently Jack Scrimshaw, according to my friend, who is a bandwagon Hawthorne fan. I have since lost the photos. I cannot confirm the identity. Uh, Jack, I am doing very well for myself and can afford the $2 Patreon. Thank you, Jack. That's very kind of you. Thank you, Jack. We do appreciate that. We do very much inside. Hey, uh, we're going to hit the road. We are Junk Time Alpha Pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. Go. Go the Blues. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.